Welcome to San Mekihei Glee Season 4. Season 4. Here we are. So in this Season 4, I think that we should reinvent ourselves as new characters who are exactly the same as the old ones, but played by different people. So for Season 4, the part of Maggie will be played by... Sam, I guess? Mogi. Oh, okay. Mogi. Gotcha. And uh, the part of Sam will be played by Sem. Sem. It's with an E. So, yeah. Sem and Mogi. Hate Um, That was a joke because this show is a joke. Oh, my God. No kidding. So, just to clarify here, like, right off the get-go, I already am not high on season four. Um, and I've only seen um, one episode. So... Uh, from the get-go, I am all about season four, actually. <laughs> I went to watch the last the episode last night, and I watched four episodes in a row. Oops. Jesus. Jesus, Maggie. <laughs> Get a hold of yourself. I couldn't um, help it. I couldn't yeah, help it. I was really fair. feeling it. Um, So, this podcast, my brother and I watch Glee, and... We have watched a full three seasons of it, and this is season four. We start with the episode, The New Rachel. Yes. Um, And uh, I just want to make a preemptive apology. I know this is Maggie's favorite thing, but we're recording this on election day, and like, my body is just full of nerves about everything. Um, So if I yell a lot this episode, that's part of it. The other part is that Glee sucks and I hate it. So I say we need to lean in because like yelling a lot is really. It's good media. It's good. Good clickbaity media. I think so. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Okay. Give me the stats, please. Yes. So this uh, episode originally aired on September 13th, 2012 with 7.41 million viewers. So I'm just going to break this down for us. The end of last season had 7.46 million viewers. So that's pretty much the same. Um, And then let's compare it to the other season openers of each of the past three seasons. So season one had 9.62 million, which is 2 million more than this one. Uh, Season two had 12.45 million, which is a whopping 5 million more. Um, And then season three had 9.21 million. Which, again, is only 2 million more. So it turns out, I guess season 2 was the best season and everyone tuned in for it. No, I feel like season (laughs) 2, like, people were, were like, like, season 1 is pretty good, right? And then season 2 is just, like, was so demoralizing and so bad. People were like, no, you know, it's got to be a no for me. And I can't watch this anymore. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I think you're right. But yeah, so we're we're kind of we're at the lowest we've ever been for a season opener for Glee. That's rough. Um but it it had generally positive reviews. It has a 72 on Metacritic. So that's not bad. No. Uh and it was directed by Brad Falchuk and written by the one the only Cryin 
Rurfy. I was trying to do a. <laughs> I figured. Um, <laughs> I was trying to do a thing and it didn't do go well. It's Ryan Murphy. It's Ryan. It's Ryan Murphy. Okay. Do it's Do you Ryan. think Do you think he wrote in the script that they had to wear those shitty hats? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> he wrote He wrote the character of Marley Rose from the hat down. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> don't, don't we worry. Had, what if we had a Rachel that was a little bit more humble, perhaps um, a little bit you know from a lower income uh demographic but she does have to wear the hat okay like that's really what i'm looking for and all the writers were just like hmm, hmm. yeah i guess uh, you're the boss mr you're murphy boss. um you're the boss mr murphy you're, and uh, you're the boss i'm the top um yeah so <laughs> thank you so much for letting us wear these hats <laughs> we're not being forced to wear them every single day of course not Yes. So if you if you're not sure who Marley is yet, good on you for not watching the season of Glee. We'll get to that. Um, instead, we're gonna start. We we didn't have a we don't have a recap for this episode. I don't know if we nice. had recaps for season openers in the past, but I'm really keeping my fingers crossed. Maybe this is a trend. Um, we're just never gonna have recaps again. Yes. I mean, well, you obviously know the answer already, but by the advent with the advent of streaming, like recaps don't really exist for us anymore. You know. Like yeah, well, the st- streaming services will just skip them for you. They'll That's like, true. Yeah, we know you've already watched four of these episodes. We we know you don't need a recap, okay? Yeah, but I mean, like the new Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which is pretty good. Um, I've, if you I don't, no spoilers, okay? I've watched like four well, episodes, so yeah, I'm not spoiling anything. I'm just saying that if you watch some and then stop and come back to it, it does do a recap for you in order to like yes. give get you back in. So Gossip Girl does that too. Yeah, um, I guess the problem keep, they they keep reusing, you know, the really juicy shots. That, <laughs> that's the point of recaps is to just reuse all the really juicy ones. <laughs> but I guess that that that's just to Glee's fault for being old is that it wasn't designed with that in mind, so we can't mm-hmm. skip them. But it's okay. Um, so we start in a dance studio, not at McKinley. It it looks like it could be maybe, but it's not there because. <laughs> We're in New York. We're at Niata now. We graduated, Maggie. Um, but yeah, it's Rachel's dance class. Um, yes. And we have the first big reveal of the season. Kate Hudson is her dance instructor, Miss yes. Cassandra July. Cassandra July. What a name also. <laughs> right? Yes. Uh, should we call her Cassie? Because some characters call her that. Or maybe Ms. July. <laughs> I, I, I wrote Ms. July a lot, so I'm going to go <laughs> she with that is one. She's scary. Um, yes. That, but that's her character. She's like the scary, intimidating dance teacher. She has the like a dance teacher cane that she yep. slams on the floor to keep time for everyone. And she's yep. like, all of you are garbage. I'm going to call you Muffin Top. <laughs> and as she's like verbally berating people she sees rachel roll her eyes oh um, my god because of yes. course rachel berry does that and she's like excuse me and turn off the music did you just excuse me <laughs> and uh calls rachel david schwimmer uh yes which is rachel's new name now yep yeah, which it's great That's because the new Rachel. <laughs> yes, because so the best part about this one, just a note. So I guess we're following Rachel, huh? Like, yeah. I mean, the show's making a choice here, right? I mean, like, the, we're we're it, gonna follow Rachel now. Well, this the, is Rachel's story. Rachel is the main character, right? right? 
Right. Right? Um, but anyway, yeah, I love <laughs> I love this scene, mostly because Kate Hudson plays this character so well. No, in she's the f- great. <laughs> she's just like the best way. She's like, she turns to Rachel and she's like, uh, and she's like, what's your name? And then Rachel's like, Rachel. But in the meantime, she like cuts her off. She's like, little miss David Schwimmer. And then Rachel's <laughs> like, David Schwimmer. David Schwimmer <laughs> is my name. You are correct. Uh, it's weird because on one hand, like Rachel's really cowed by Cassandra July. But on the other hand, like she's like, why are you always picking on me? Like, I'm, right. st- I'm still good. Like, it's like, are yeah, you, well, Rachel? Well, we're not there yet. She does get yeah. mouthy with her a little later, but it's in this scene, a, yeah, she's just very yeah. cowed. Uh, yeah, but and let's talk about Cassandra's like styling as a character. She wears all black. Yep. Every every time we see her, she has like frosty eyeshadow and very thick eyeliner. She yeah. Um, she I think they're trying to just play up that she is like I guess the new too? villain. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, she, yeah, she definitely, she plays up the fact that Rachel is a country bumpkin who mm-hmm. is going to fail. Um, and yeah. she does end this little like monologue that she has about Rachel with you suck, which sets a, an interesting tone for this, for, for this sure. new leg of the show. <laughs> yeah. Somebody who's finally like telling Rachel she's not good. Yes. Uh, and Cassandra July, I have to wonder if it's like a synergistic marketing ploy for Kate Hudson's uh, like athletics line. She has like a line of clothes, oh. like athleisure clothes that are. No. <laughs> this ruins it, Maggie. How? Well, I mean, but like, do you think that's what's going on? <laughs> I mean, probably. The The thing that I was wondering about, we haven't really gotten to yet, but there's some stuff later where it seems like she doesn't really want to be here. Um, and also, like. Okay, we'll get into it, but Rachel and Cassandra July have a very interesting relationship. It it becomes more pronounced later, um, and I'll talk about it when we see the Cassandra number this time, but just keep in mind, there's something yeah. going on there. Um, yeah. Okay. But then in we the get meantime, the Glee title card. Yep, Glee title card. And then we cut back to McKinley, because apparently we're going to stay there too. We're doing this too, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and not even not even going back to McKinley for Glee Club, we start with our favorite tired, lazy trope. Jacob Ben Israel is interviewing all of the seniors now um, of Glee Club, um, and we get confirmation that apparently they are popular now. Um, yeah, because uh, JBI is like making a point to interview them because they are popular. Um, yeah, th- there is one like point. The scene transition is Rachel looking at a blog called Jacob Blog Israel. <laughs> so that means he's not a student. Then is that the? Is I he... don't. I don't know. Um. Well, this comes that, and that's at the end of this little bit because we do have like we find out some stuff here. Uh, Sam is apparently quote cool now, like. He does a Taylor Lautner impression that at first I was like, this is very bad. But then I realized it's actually pretty good. It's pretty on point as a Taylor yeah. Lautner impression. <laughs> yes. Uh, he's like, Bella, I love you. And I'm a werewolf. <laughs> uh, yeah. And Artie, uh, like, he's like, we we have reports that you've been seen sitting with the popular kids. And Artie's like, I'm usually seen sitting. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, then... And- and then Tina. we get the most upsetting news yet. Tina, apparently, first of all, she has a freshman assistant who she is just abusing, I guess. Like, she yeah. throws a banana on the floor. 
Um, she's like, this isn't organic. And she throws it on the ground. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we get like, we find out that Tyke broke up. Yeah, off screen, of course. Um, yeah, unceremoniously. Unceremoniously. Jacob Ben Israel's like, is it true that you broke up with Mike Chang after a week of being apart because long distance was too hard? And Tina's like, yes, I also have a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, that well, says, so- that says Mike Chang forever, but I've changed it to make change forever. <laughs> forever. I love one great recovery for a tattoo. Mm-hmm. Two, why? Glee? Yeah, Glee! why the fuck did you do this? Are you. Why? How, why would you do this? I mean, my best explanation is probably that they didn't want to pay Harry Shum Jr. anymore, I guess. So now he just won't be on the show. But, like, you could still have but Tina date him. I just, I don't here's, know. Here's the skinny, dude. Harry Shum Jr. is still in the credits. So is Mark Sailing, And they're not in this episode. Oh, great. Great. I guess they just get to cash in those loyalty like, checks what, like what the fuck is going on there whatever this is like upsetting because tyke was like the purest best relationship on the show yeah apart and from batana i maybe yeah um also so then we get the we, we essentially get the premise of the episode set up after this where jacob and israel is talking to blaine Brittany, Artie, and tina and yes. saying who now that rachel is gone everyone's asking the question Who's going to be the new Rachel? And all of them say me in unison because that's the premise. Is <laughs> I love it so much, honestly. Uh, maybe I'm just I'm colored by the number that they do. Um, yeah, about that's this, fair. But uh, the, it I love this partly because like every time that uh, Blaine specifically like ha- somebody mentions being the new Rachel, like his eyes just go really wide and he's like. Me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think it's fine. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just the other half of this is that, like, they're popular now. This makes yeah. no it sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> there, there's uh, no setup. They're all just dicks now. They're all just yeah, really terrible let's people. Move forward, because we're going to really have time to get into that. Uh, Rachel's monologue is next. We see her. She's, like, checking up on the McKinley news on her laptop. Mm-hmm. And then she places that aside to look at... The character headshot of Finn. Uh, and it's oh, like, my God. Oh, wow, Finn. My, my hunky love. And, and she's like, he, he hasn't talked to me because he's trying to set me free. And then she's like, oh, my roommate is great if I ever talk to her. And we hear, like, <laughs> sex noises. Well, there's also, like, there's, like, a sheet divider yeah, in the room. A so sheet that way, hanging from the ceiling. So that way we can see the shadow of... Her roommate boning down. Like, it's just, I mean, it's whatever. Rachel is lonely. Um, She has a sexually active roommate. And um, then we transition into, she apparently has adjusted to college life, collegiate collegiate dorm life by, you'll know, there are co-ed bathrooms where, you know. Sure. God forbid, we all have to shower in the same place. Um, uh, But so she's adjusted. She's altered her routine to shower yes. in the middle of the night because people thought her ritual was weird. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which, yeah, like, granted, it is weird. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, I can understand being someone who's, like, you know, a, quote, regular Neon student. That's the other thing, too. I don't understand any of this at this point, but, like, 
I would understand, like, if it's like, well, I need to shower because it's like 10 o'clock at night and I would like to sleep now. Although yes. I'm an old person. College kids don't get to sleep until like midnight. <laughs> but, but like Rachel's like, you know, taking up a whole like section of the bathroom. So that way she can do all of her like moisturizing her, and her ice, ice bath. Yeah. Ice bath. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I can understand how this could aggrieve some of the other inhabitants of the dorm. But Rachel has adjusted. She's making she's making time for herself at 3 a.m. And somebody um, else is also. She comes into the uh, like uh, the little bathroom to hear a Sister Christian. Yes, that's the song. Sung. Um, and oh, the scene, how it rhymes. Right. Uh, no, that's I, I wrote in my notes. We get a new talented Finn singing Sister <laughs> Christian in the shower. Brody, Brody is the talented Finn. Brody is the new Finn. <laughs> yes. Uh, he is a total beefcake singing <laughs> oh, in my the God. shower. <laughs> yeah. And he Rachel, walks out in a yeah, towel. Yeah, Rachel creeps on him hard. But no, <laughs> he, he exits the shower without a towel on. Rachel oh. gets a nice long look at his wet nakedness. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, what's up? Okay, here's the other thing, though. We, we already touched on His name is Brody Weston, which is the yeah. grossest name I think I've ever heard. It's like, like a porn star name. Yeah, like, <laughs> like it's also like the douchiest frat bro name ever. Brody Weston. Brody. <laughs> um, but I mean, the nice thing is he does encourage her. They, they have like a nice little scene where they, uh, what's the word? Young I'm looking Ingenue for? gets encouraged by hot beefcake. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at no, Brody Weston. <laughs> they, um, they, I'm trying to think, they commiserate. That's not the word I want. Yeah, well, they chat about Cassie, um, July, yeah. and how like the class is hard or whatever, and how it's hard to live in the city when you're not from the city. Yeah. And, and like how they both have yeah they both have intensive moisturizing routines because their skin is both their paintbrush and their canvas, Maggie. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then Brody um, is just like, "You're gonna get used to it, Rachel. Just be- remember that you're the best." And then. He, he leaves the bathroom and is like, and uh, by the way, I know you were wondering, I am straight. And then he winks and walks away. And it's like, damn, Brody, that is some confidence. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I didn't know whether also, to feel. he is naked. He's naked. Like, he's got a towel on, but he's naked for this entire conversation. That's, I, I didn't know whether to feel like, ugh, or like, ugh. About Brody for that, like, confidence level where yeah. he's like, <laughs> like, you know, he's a douchey bro. But at the same time, like, he does encourage Rachel. And, like, yeah. I'm sure that it is a thing at this school to be like, oh, by the way, I am straight. It is actually a point of concern <laughs> for the fact that, like, <laughs> it is a real toss up here. So, I mean, I got to say it's the latter for me. Like, I'm I'm about Brody. He's nice yeah. to Rachel. Uh, he's actually he he's at Niata. So that means he's somewhat talented he, we don't see him maggie, do any anything maggie, he was on broadway he was that's right he was steel worker number three <laughs> no i i do like him too the only problem we'll, we'll get to it I, i'll get to my problem in a minute but okay um this transitions to a scene rachel is talking to kurt about this interaction she had with yeah. brody on the phone and kurt's just like straight in a towel wet hot yeah you should you should fuck that and rachel's like no i still love finn <laughs> and Kurt's like, huh, really? 
<laughs> choices. Um, but yeah, we and then we transition. They use this as a way to transition us back to McKinley because Kurt is there at Yikes. McKinley. Um, That's to, bad, huh? Well, he's meeting Sue's daughter, which I feel like is one of the better reasons to return to school um, after you have yeah. graduated is to like meet up with your old teachers and be like, hey, how's it going? Hey, let me meet your kid. Like, yeah. But um, it, yeah, it's we weird. We see Sue's daughter. His name, her name is Robin. Yep. And um, Sue like is doting and, yes. and devoted. And then we don't see Robin ever again, I think. Well, and we do get a note though that uh, she's named after Sue's favorite dead BG, so that's nice. Yes, and um, reminiscent of spring. Whatever. Yes, but then we meet Kitty, who oh, is Kitty's the... intro as Sue's new head bitch. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So first, Sue immediately makes Kitty take care of Robin, um, yeah. which is weird. Um, and then Kitty points out that. Kurt is defying the odds by being an unsuccessful gay person. Um, yeah, she's like, I thought all gay people were overachievers. Good for you for not being that. And then, so here's the thing about Kitty, right? She says some whack shit. No, my God. Like, she says some really terrible things. Uh, and I hate her. I'm I, not going to lie. I don't. I can't. I can't. She's terrible. She is like a littler, meaner Quinn. <laughs> yeah, but also like overtly sup- like white supremacist. Like- yeah, overtly white supremacist. Just you are correct. Um, so like, man, she's awful. Um, but she is yeah. so one note. Also, like she is nothing but this. <laughs> well, I'm I'm guessing she's not joining the Glee Club anytime soon. So that makes she perfect will, sense. Though. Oh, she will. Re- oh, fuck. Anyway. I'm sure of it. <laughs> okay. Like, so, not, I, I, not in the episodes I've seen, but, like, come on. She's in, she's she in like, can't the promo be, pictures and shit. She's she can't be this be in one the new note. Directions. She can't she's, be this one note. She's going to be in the new directions. Quinn at least had, like, half of another side. No, like, she'll grow or whatever. But right Ugh. now, she's just this, like, she she says some gnarly ass shit. <laughs> yes. We'll get to that though. Um, Sue in this scene does continue on that train a little bit. Um, because Kurt's like, Oh, you know, I'm starting community college next week. And Sue is like, yeah, you're pathetic. Um, and <laughs> then she says something about how usually it's only ex football players who, uh, sat or are sad sacks that desperately cling to the past by revisiting high school after they've graduated. Um, what about Will? That was my thing. I was like, well, the best part is Will, the next scene starts with Will, like, in, I guess, welcoming the Glee Club with a scream. Um, He squeals. Glee! Yeah, I I wrote in my notes as a transitionary note, speaking of sad sacks desperately clinging to the past, here we are. Will, of course, he has a new haircut. That's interesting, I guess. Yeah, I have a note here. Um, Your hair looks small. Yeah, it's <laughs> Will. Your hair looks small. Maybe Sue finally got to him. Also, um, he's welcoming all seven members of the Glee Club. Don't they need twelve <laughs> to compete? Okay, we will get to that because there is some whack shit that happens in this episode that makes zero sense in the context of the show, <laughs> and I don't understand anymore. Are but they, they trying need, to make a new they thing? Need or twelve to compete? Right? It's yeah. It's been in the show choir rule book multiple times it's been a plot device multiple times that they need 12 people and like it's a big problem when they don't have enough people 
And yet that doesn't seem to be a concern here. Well, anyway, we are going later. to get another introduction. Um, Will is not is confident that they're going to booster their bolster their numbers because they're the coolest club in school now, mm-hmm. and they will only add to that coolness by adding in Vocal Adrenaline's former front runner. Uh, it is unique. She's here. Uh, she is introduced as Wade, which is disgusting. Um, yeah. And uh, the entire Glee Club like refers to her as Wade multiple times, and they're like, "Hey, maybe you should be okay, a we're, boy." We're, we're gonna get to that, Maggie. Maggie, that's it's not ter- this scene yet. I'm I just know. saying it's bad. It's really bad, and there's a lot of transphobia, and they just are like chill about it. Yeah, it so- sucks. The well, we're gonna get to that especially because I do want to talk about it. But in this scene, you're right. Wade or Unique is introduced as Wade, um, and Glee is very tepid um, about this. Yeah, because... especially Blaine. Blaine's like, mm-hmm. and Which, so is Tina. Tina and Blaine are both very, very snooty about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Will is like, hey, what the fuck? And uh, then Blaine explains the whole new Rachel thing, where he's like. There's a power vacuum, and one of us wants to grab it. Um, and then Will and berates like, them all. Uh, w- I have made sure that New Directions is about everyone shining. And <laughs> okay, <laughs> Unique, okay. Unique sees right through this garbage because as soon as she sits down next to Blaine, she's like, "I will be the new Rachel." <laughs> yes. See, that's <laughs> which is a uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing. Will has a line that's "We win as a team," and I wrote in my notes. Bitch, Rachel gets a solo every competition in the first three seasons. <laughs> Don't give me that shit. Like, anyway. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like it's you're saying, lie. unique. <laughs> unique sits down and is like, "Uh, no, I'm gonna be the new Rachel." Um. And then Blaine <laughs> and challenges all of the yeah. contenders to a Thunderdome style competition. Brittany and Tina like lean in, and what does Thunderdome mean? I mean, here. is it like in reference to like the Mad Max Thunderdome where like people die like- or like like wrestling maybe like I think the idea is that all of all of the competitors all get into the same ring and then <laughs> and sing one, off and have a sing off yeah one winner emerges you know they're, they're gonna sing to the death yes um, yeah so our contenders are Brittany Tina uh Blaine and unique and we go to the auditorium to see this thunderdome um sing off right now which is great love that yes. there isn't like a scene in between this uh, <laughs> because the we need the momentum coming in uh we open with tina laying down the rules uh she's like so we're gonna sing Artie's gonna be the judge because he's great at judging people <laughs> and, <laughs> and remember that rachel appointed me as the new rachel before she left so yeah um my question Artie said he wanted to be the new rachel in the jbi interview i don't know why that happened so so i don't understand why he's suddenly judging it now but he apparently has abdicated his desire to be the new rachel in favor of getting to judge people um <laughs> then uh, we get yeah. maggie's favorite performance of the episode i'm guessing <laughs> okay so <laughs> i don't need your bullshit right now carly ray jepson is a goddess yes she is um, no i'm not and... saying you're wrong i'm just saying this is i'm guessing your favorite performance of the episode i don't don't count these eggs before they hatch, all right? Okay. They sing Call Me Maybe yes. uh, because it's the song of the summer and that's what Rachel Berry would have done. And sure. they all sing it to- <laughs> they all sing it together and it is honestly amazing. It, it, it sort of devolves over the course of the song. Um 
because of like the spotlight grabbing yes. like <laughs> attempts. Yes. Because uh, and there's even like points where the choreography has some like sort of sort of brushing in between each other, trying to get in front of yes. each other, which is it's just so great. Um, it's yes. intercut with like little slow mo like dance fights too, where they're just like smiling and laughing. And like whipping their hair in each other's faces. Yeah. Um, No, it is great. It's weird because they all have a choreographed dance, which is interesting. Um, They do. But it is. um, So one of the things that I really like about this um, is uh, when I stopped to think about it, at first I was like, okay, this is kind of dumb. But when I stopped to think about it, I was like, wait a second. All four of these contestants for Rachel are great because... Aren't they? We, we've got the closest thing to a trans character that Glee has in Unique, which is would be amazing um, because she's also a person of color. We've got Tina, yes. who's a person of color. We've got Blaine, who's gay. And we've got Brittany, who is at least not straight. Like, and like she's, all, a, she's a bisexual alien. Right. So like all four of those are just like... Yes, please. Let's showcase these talents on TV. Um, and not just that. Like, not just that they're, like, diverse or whatever. They're also, like, fantastic performers. So yes. this whole, like, like the choreography is done spectacularly. There's no, like, there's no shitty, like, camera work trying to hide people's <laughs> dance moves. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. And everyone's just having the best time and it's so cute and even like the flashes to Artie where he's like deliberating like I'm not angry at those either because he's like hmm like there'll be like a really bombastic note like unique like sings like a really loud note and we go to Artie and he's just like writing notes and it's just like <laughs> yes this is yes this is what yes. I wanted Yes, and so here's the thing. I'm excited because this sets a really good precedent for season four where the new Rachel is going to be someone that's not just some white girl who's singing. Oh, wait. We can't end. Like, we, we're not done with the episode yet. So we get to the end <laughs> of this scene. Um, Artie, they're like, so Artie, who wins? And then, of course, the scene cuts. Cause- oh, but because they end with like in poses and yes. Blaine like re-articulates his pose like twice to try to get further in front of everybody else. Yes. And then he's like, so Artie, who's the new Rachel? And then <laughs> just... it like cuts to Artie and then it just cuts to black. And it's like, great. Glee still can't finish the scene. <laughs> uh, so the next scene is at the Lima bean, Brittany and Blaine, a, an odd couple. Uh, well, they're getting say... Maggie. They're getting gay coffee. They are getting gay coffee, just without um, their gay counterparts for the most part. Except Kurt is here. He's working at the Lima Bean uh, in a, like, a is he wearing a beret or is it a Ryan Murphy hat? He's definitely wearing a hat. He's definitely wearing a hat. I didn't clock it because I don't think it was also very obvious. But... Like, come on. <laughs> Be chill for once. Yeah, but um, so we he tells us that, well, because Blaine and Brittany were talking about Santana. Um, I wrote down a line that I don't think is... Maybe Glee's the, best, but is... Is it the scissoring line? Yes. Can't really scissor yeah. a webcam, Maggie. Um, but, okay. <laughs> but so Kurt arrives to tell us that auditions are on Friday. He is very excited because he has turned into, like, no offense to people in our history, but that loser who shows up at band camp... <laughs> Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, it's true. Like, and like, he's like, it's sad that I'm really excited about this, right? Well, <laughs> and, well, he says. And Brittany's it, just like, yes, and Blaine says, no. Well, he. <laughs> to be fair, he does say it's sad that I'm more excited about this than you guys are, right? 
<laughs> which is kind of true too. Um, but yeah, so then uh, uh, recently introduced new head bitch Kitty is sitting at another table. Yeah, calls- she's she's yeah. she snaps at Kurt. <laughs> Honestly, karma. And yes. It's like Garcon, my iced latte is too cold. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like you'll have to remake this for me it's too cold uh i wanted kurt to be like how would you like me to prepare this latte so this iced latte so that it's less cold <laughs> but no yeah instead he gives like i mean honestly i don't think this joke should be that funny but it is pretty funny mostly because like you pointed out there's some real karma here for like the fact that kurt treats service workers so poorly and now is being treated poorly as a service worker, which is nice, but like, yeah, I it's think stupid. it's also like Kitty's delivery. She's a good villain. She's yes. straight up evil. Um, <laughs> and yeah. she also has like goons that follow her around everywhere. Like these two like football um, yep. like hunks. Yep. Who who she just like is like they just they're they flank her. Yes, uh, they're, they're the popular kids, Maggie. Because that is a thing these that Glee has people, done, I guess. Yeah. These three <laughs> these... people that we've never seen before? Okay. <laughs> also, the Glee Club, they're popular now. Um, so then we cut back to New York. Uh, we have a little scene where Benji, some random yes. guy, tells, uh, he calls her Cassie, but Miss July, that uh, he can't TA for her because he's got a spot as a flying monkey on a performance of Wicked. So that's something. Um, yeah, I just called this scene Cassandra July's booze smoothie because after she eat, like it's like, oh, but I'm so happy for you, and he leaves. She uh, goes back to the smoothie she was making and just pours a bunch of booze in it. <laughs> Which I, I guess the point of the scene is to like humanize her a little bit to show that like she does really care about her students and like them doing well, I guess. But also that I she's a like raging alcoholic. Im- yeah, it just implies that she. <laughs> drinks a lot of booze okay the next scene is back at back at mckinley sort of just transcontinental here yeah woo uh Uh, and the new directions are eating lunch and they meet marley rose who is the next character in the show she is she is uh generic looking and she wears a shitty ryan murphy hat she's supergirl um melissa benoist is her name i don't know i didn't look it up she she introduces herself and then they kind of brush her off specifically tina is like well there's a lot of competition so goodbye yeah because marley's like oh i'm auditioning for glee club i can't wait to get in and (laughs) that's my marley impression by the way uh and (laughs) tina's like yeah okay yeah okay bye bye. (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but uh yeah so then you need well it's because tina tina like i feel probably gives her the once like the once down and she's just like yeah this girl's white and has brown hair will's gonna love her yeah well and shoe in uh (laughs) to be fair um like i can understand that but really like a lot of the new directions are so shitty this episode and like are are just terrible and like we get that right here because Unique arrives. Um, she's wearing some eyeshadow, and it's Sam, not even like very obvious makeup. No, by the it's way. not. But Sam first misgenders her, calls her Wade, um, and then also tells her, "quote She can't wear that makeup stuff." Um, yeah, it's it, it's Sam's like I thought we agreed you couldn't wear that here, and it's like what the fuck? Yeah, what? no kidding. Well, and what? the the worst part is that 
then Blaine and Artie join in on this transphobia to be like, maybe we should save that for the stage. It's Game of Thrones out here and we want to be popular. So could you deny who you really are for us, please? It's so gross. Because like Blaine... Blade, what are you doing? Yeah, it's stupid. Blade, what are you doing? You, <laughs> I get that you're evil, but are you this evil? <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> um, yeah. I just, I'm so not down with the, like, the way that the show is just, like, so blasely misgendering right? this person. And, like, not even, like, because eventually Unique is in girl mode all the time and, like, yeah. is accepted by New Direction. But there's no, like... There's well, no like addressing what is happening here. They never yeah. like are like, oh, we shouldn't have done that. <laughs> right. Which, like, I mean, to be fair, this is kind of on par for Glee as it is now because Finn never apologized for Alan Santana, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Like, but like my comment on this is that this show is not Mean Girls, Ryan Murphy. You don't get to like suddenly turn this into this weird like popularity power grab. It's never been that. Like. Yes, oh. I understand the idea that, like, in the past three seasons, the most, like, some of the driving plot has been that New Directions is very unpopular and they get a lot of shit for being in Glee Club, but you can't just turn the tables around and expect us to be on board. Like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> You've never set up any, like, actual popularity <laughs> scheme for us to actually be like, oh, yeah, no, it makes sense that now all of these characters are just awful people. Like, <laughs> no, you're right. You're so right. Um, so Kitty and her goons arrive mm-hmm. uh, to sit with the New Directions. I want to make a point here. One of her goons um, is Cookie from Ned's Survival Guide. Wait. No. Yeah, That's... he is. Oh, my God. What a downturn in life. <laughs> <laughs> from from being Cookie, the, uh, the nerd from Ned's Classified Survival Guide, to being one of Kitty's goons. Well, to being uh, one of Kitty's white supremacist goons. Who is black? Except he's black. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, because we'll get to is that. Is this but... where Kitty talks about the the no, white no, no. float? No, that's the next scene. But um, okay. this is the scene where they do all start to go in on the new very obese lunch lady. Um, yeah, and it like, sucks. And then yeah. Artie gets like peer pressured into bullying. Yes. Like, that, so both of the goons say something shitty, and then. At, one of the goons is like, right, Artie? <laughs> yes. Artie, Artie, like, shares a look with Blaine that's, like, really tense. They're like, <gasps> and then Artie says something shitty. Yes. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, boy, you're right. Well, to be fair, Brittany also says something really shitty, but, like, in, like, a, like, sort it's of, in her way of I, being, like, I don't know, stupid. I feel like shitty. it's, like, a, like an unintentional shitty yes, thing. exactly. Because she's an alien. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. And but um the other important point about this is that Marley, we do see Marley in the background overhearing the Glee Club being very rude about this obese lunch lady. So And then we find out that this lunch lady is actually Marley's mom. Yeah. We're back in like the kitchen of McKinley and Marley's mom is sewing a J. Crew label into a sweater, which is gonna be a big like element of, of this plot for the rest of the episode uh, because she's like oh you can wear this for your Glee audition they don't need to know that it's like a cheap because even if it's second hand it's like high class second hand with this J Crew label I have a lot of questions here okay 
who is seeing the label in someone's shirt when they're when they're yep. wearing it? Yep. Um, secondly, where'd she get these J. Crew labels? Like, is she making them herself? Is she stealing them from clothes? <laughs> What's and, happening? And thirdly, <laughs> is this something that Why? lots of people do? Um, yeah, because I've never we get, heard of this ever. We get confirmation later in this episode that another character says that their mom did this for them too. Um, and it's like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, because... Like, it is bizarre if you think about it. That's like, you could just say that a sweater is J. Crew. No one's going to be like, no, let me see the tag. You're lying <laughs> to me about where your sweater is from. I want to see that also, tag. Like, like, I don't want to. I feel like this sort of dates the writers a little bit because, yeah. like, fast fashion is, was, is a thing, right? Right. So, like, basically anyone can afford to look like anything um when you're in high school to a certain degree um and like it's not like marley's clothes are bad she never repeats an outfit like it's, yeah it's fake poverty like <laughs> well and uh, along those same like the only thing i can think is that i think this must have been around the time that that stupid um and I say stupid, but, like, it's still, like, a jam in my heart uh, thrift shop mm-hmm. came out with, like, the idea of, like, oh, you know, we all dress fashionably by going to the thrift store and pop tags, you know, which means steal the tags. Oh, steal from- stuff. Steal <laughs> yeah. stuff from thrift stores. Like, come on. Yeah. So, um, like, I mean, I guess it's just I th- I, I don't think thrift. I don't think thrift store had come out yet because... I'm pretty sure Glee is absolutely going to do that song. Okay, great. Uh, um, I, I'm not... Listen, I'm not saying they did because I don't remember it, but, like, come on. Well, Maggie, it has the line about peeing, though. Piss. Piss. Oh, God. Uh, I, yeah, I just... I don't really believe that this is, like, a legitimate plot line. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uh, and yeah. It, it just stinks of, like, the writers not really knowing what fashion is like for teenagers of the time yeah well yeah i mean it it's it has a lot of similar issues to the same plot line that we got in season two where sam's family is poor and it's like still though sam never repeats an outfit and like we do get the part where they live in a motel room and that felt like a little more real but also still was like weird and like just didn't feel well done and like this doesn't really either but at the same time i want to say something about the scene her mm-hmm. mom is so supportive. And, like, this oh, is, like, one of the best things that happens in this episode is this relationship between Marley and her mom. Because, like, man, yeah, she's mo- lovely. Her mom is just like, I want you to be really successful. And you have to audition for Glee Club because it's your, like, true talent. You're going to be so good. You're definitely going to get in. And Marley's just like, well, I don't know. The kids were saying mean stuff about you. And she's like, don't worry about that. I don't want you connected with me because remember at the last school, you didn't have any friends. That's not going to happen. This is your chance to sit at the popular table. And then there's like a sad moment where she's like, and I'm going to, okay, so we're going to go home. Let me get in the car and drive a few blocks away so that people don't see you getting in the car with me. Yeah, which... Oh, my God. Is that supposed to be, like, a twist? Because, like, that's usually, like, the kid, you know, being like, no, pick me up a couple blocks away. I don't want people to see me do it with I, you. I don't but, know. Like, regardless, like, I think... It's sad. It's sad, but, like, I love her mom and her 
like I love their relationship. I think it's I think it's really I do nice, too so. because like Marley obviously loves her mom so much, yeah. which we find out um in the episode too. Yeah. So the next scene, uh, we're back to uh, Rachel and Cassandra. They're facing off for real this time. It's like the end of a dance class maybe, because uh, Rachel's like stretching out and Cassandra's like, "Wow, you really suck today. What's going on?" <laughs> and <laughs> Rachel's like. Oh, well, you know, I've had sort of a hard week. And then they face off a little bit um, more face to face. And Rachel's just like, wow, is that alcohol on your breath? And <laughs> Yes. And um, is also like, why are you picking on me? Right. Yeah. No, she's like, why are you picking on me? And then Miss July is like, I'm just motivating you to be the best you can be. And then Rachel's like, is that? alcohol on your breath (laughs) (laughs) and cassandra's like so what if it is bitch and then she sings a song yes Um, she she performs a mashup of americano and dance again um with all the other students yes i loved it um yes so there's a part where so kate hudson like gets her the the backup dancers from her students and she's like just watch this rachel berry and then she (laughs) Like, t- her skirt is tear away to, like, reveal yes. her legs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, uh, and that the dancing is, like, aero... Like, it's great. It's yes. uh, aerobatic. Like, it's really... It's really great. Um, yeah, no, the dancing Hudson is... Hudson is, really like, great. a... It's, it's, like, a surprisingly good dancer, straight up. Yeah. And uh, there's, like, a dragging move <laughs> near yes. the end of the... The number that is really stellar, um, where like somebody is dragging Kate Hudson across the floor and she's just kind of like rolling while singing. It's great. Yeah, and part of it too. Um, so Americano, the Lady Gaga song, is yes. so good. It has this riff that they do like, and like then they like layer it with some of Dance Again, and like it's good. Yeah, part of my I. I do hate anything that is involves Pitbull, so I'm not gonna lie. Dancing <laughs> is not exactly one of my favorite things, but this mashup but is very good. Well, the mashup means that there's no Pitbull. Right. No, I know, but like I watched the <laughs> Dance Again video after I watched the episode, and I was like, "Oh my god, there's so much Pitbull in this!" And like, ugh, Pitbull ugh. sucks. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, I, I've but. seen Pitbull live because he toured with Kesha, and. Yeah. He was just like a boiled egg in a suit. He sucked. <laughs> yeah, but and he uh, yeah. he all he did was sing over like recorded songs because he uh. didn't have any of his own. It sucked. He was the headliner. Like what the fuck? Um, I'm, okay. That that still boggles me because like why wasn't it catch the <laughs> headliner? I, I don't uh, know. Yeah. Uh, so my question about this number, this scene, is one why. And two, is Cassandra July trying to seduce Rachel Berry? Okay, so that's a good point. Because especially Americano has some lines at the beginning that are very, like, queer. Where it's like, I met a girl and, like, all this stuff. And, like, I could see it. I I feel like it's more Miss July is trying to intimidate the shit out of Rachel. No, I think it's a mixture of both. Like, intimidation and seduction. seduction. Okay. Uh, Sort of like a like a... A, a venomous fly trap. Ooh, okay. No, I got you. Yeah, she yeah. she's she's a little spooky, but she's also so enticing. So enticing. Yes. Uh, overall, the number's great. Yes. The next scene, we're back at McKinley. It's the auditions for Glee Club. Uh, we see Will like putting the the little signature thingy up, trying to get people to sign up for it, and he is. M- 
mashed with people. Tons yep. of people come to sign up. First up is Stoner Brett, formerly known as Homeless Brett. Uh, and he does a little Wayne rap. Yeah, it, he doesn't get a lot of good looks from the Glee Club. Um, no, they don't like it. Yeah. Poor and Brett. And so then the next person we see is Dewanda Umber, um, who does some she doesn't pretty, sing. pretty good dancing. Um, I wrote down the white kids judge her, but so does Unique. So like a little, but like, yeah, she doesn't sing, but she's well, a good it's dancer. A it's a dubstep song. <laughs> and Blade is just like, are there words to this? Um, and I, I do like how like Glee is returned to like the audition form by having like the, the character themselves like says their name like Dewanda Umber and yes just fucking bashes out to this song I love it see that's, I loved it that's I I liked it and th- but then there's a bit where Unique goes oh she gotta go which I was like why though she can dance I don't know. like and you I don't okay know. okay here's the thing you need twelve people to compete I want to repeat this. We've well, had it established they? in multiple seasons. They need 12 people to compete. So I don't want to hear this shit where they're like, oh, what is all this trash that's auditioning? Like, uh, you know what? You know what Will said in, re- yeah. in previous seasons? Anyone who auditions gets in. What happened to that? Suddenly being national <laughs> champions means you don't have to do that anymore? Fuck you, Will. Fuck you, New Directions. It doesn't make any sense. You're right. You're so right. Uh, yeah. So the next the next person up for the auditions is Jake. Just Jake. Yeah. Uh, we even get like a shot of Jake writing his name on the sign up sheet, and he like pauses before he puts his last name. Well, and um, I don't I don't know if he even yeah. puts his last name. I think he just he puts Jake because yeah, yeah he cause... just puts Jake. But there's like a there's like a trembling moment where he doesn't put his last name. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about Jake? Cause he okay, and he's cute. Okay, well let's talk. Let's talk about Jake though. So we we see Jake start uh, never say never, which is very good By and the like fray. yeah yeah. And um, Will is super into it. Uh, Sugar is like he's so hot, and I think Sam. Unique, you no unique is oh oh yeah it's sam who's like no he isn't and unique's like um you're wrong yeah unique is like uh no he is and then (laughs) unique and sugar share a look which i enjoy but will stops him early which this is the first time we've seen anyone get stopped at an audition Mm -hmm. first of all um but then we find out that the new person of color that's a man has an anger problem great great thanks glee thanks for this trash this is really what you needed. Yes, let's get rid of a ton of characters, including, yes. you know, Mercedes, one of the only black Mike. people. Mike, one of another only people of color, and replace them with this, like, brown guy who's mad, who has problems with being mad. But Sam, oh he's God. such a hot bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> um he okay one thing i would say about his song is that he sings through his nose a lot which sure i mean no shade whatever uh, it's all tea from here i mean maggie uh, yeah no the he he can sing like it may not can. be the best it's thing true. you've ever heard but it's still pretty good and like it's definitely good enough for this shitty glee club so like fuck you 
See, I didn't see it as like an anger problem. I saw it as more as like he's dramatic. Like he's a, he's a messy drama queen. Well, like he just loves drama. The problem is that later in this episode, it, they like classify it more as like an anger yeah, problem. And it's true. It's just like really, like really, but, you decided to do this. Yeah. What? So Will cuts him off, and Jake is like, "You're not gonna let me finish my song, but I work so hard." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I I can see like I like this. If he had just been like super dramatic and he was like, you know, like, but I worked so hard on it, like that would be fine. But then he throws a music stand to the ground. He well, he knocks it over. I feel bad for the violinist because she's just like, oh my music, <laughs> and, <laughs> and um, Will is like, could you pick that stand up, Jake? Because uh, at first, Kurt is like, that is unacceptable. I'm here to <laughs> face, to be here. I don't know. Yeah, I'm here um, to rebuke it, you, even though I don't even go to... The, she doesn't even go here, Maggie. Go to this school. <laughs> uh, and Jake's just like, ugh. And then, like, you want me to pick up the music stand I just threw? And then he just storms out. Yeah. Yeah. Man. It, like, we're going to have to come back to this. I don't want to, but we will. In the meantime, we're back in New York because that's how this is going to go, guys. Settle in, <laughs> folks. We're y'all. in the round room, which yes. is like this special, like perfect acoustic room in uh, Niata that it's it is round and it's got like a, it's sort of a dome. Yeah, it's uh, it's like wood paneling that is with little beautiful. holes in it. Yeah. Uh, but Carmen yeah, Thibodeau, it's a beautiful room for sure. Yeah, Carmen Thibodeau introdu- introduces us all um, to this round room, and also apparently what uh, Brady or Brody, sorry, then mm. tells us is quote the freshman reaping. Apparently, on the first day of classes or something like that, um, all of the freshmen have to sing for everyone else. And yeah, freshmen get the opportunity to sing twice. Yes. First at the debut, and second if they are invited at the like winter ceremony. Yes. Um, so we start things things seem a little tense. We start with Beatrice McLean, who uh is this blonde white lady. She sings yep. Ave Maria. She sings like a bar of Ave Maria. Yeah. Um, not a lot not a lot at all. Yeah, and then Carmen Thibodeau stops her and asks her to leave the school. She's like yeah, uh, you she's can come like, back uh, in the winter. When I, yeah, yeah, when she's like, uh when I Get, like let you into Niata. I told you you need to spend all summer practicing. Uh, you need to spend more time practicing. And she's like, "But I did." And Carmen Thibodeau's, "You're gone." Yeah, she's, she's like, "Maybe you can try. Maybe you can try again to get in Niata this winter or something." Um, which is just like, <laughs> "Whoa." And Rachel turns to Brody and is like, "Wow, did she just get cut?" And then it's Rachel's turn to sing. Mm-hmm. She's up and she's going to sing "New York State of Mind" by Billy Joel, popular popularized by one Miss Barbara Streisand. Uh, I say it that way because we get like that line gets cut like three times yes. between three different characters. Because uh, Marley says Billy Joel. Uh, unique says popularized by, and Rachel says Barbara Streisand. Yes, because not only Oof. is Rachel doing this for the freshman reaping, uh, Marley is also singing this for her audition. And like you're saying, like there's so much cutting in this scene. We this is this feels very season one in the sense that like they had a lot of quote duets that were just two mm-hmm. different people singing the same song, um, yes. which is what, what is- this is. 
that's what this is. I mean, it's to draw a direct parallel between these two characters, obviously. Yeah. Because the the title, The New Rachel, is supposed to work on multiple levels because The New Rachel is one of the contenders from the Thunderdome, but it's also Marley, but it's also Rachel herself. Like, that, yes. that's, the, that's the idea. Maggie, that's so, many, so many layers, like an onion. Like an onion. Ryan Murphy went up to the writer's room and he wrote the new Rachel on the whiteboard. And he's like, okay, we need to have three different things that work for this plot line. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, speaking of, so, well, one, one tangent. Speaking of onions, yeah. did you see that uh, Shrek and Puss in Boots are getting picked up by the Minion Studio? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. There's already like five Shreks. I, I was gonna tweet about it, but um, I I think I figured I'd save it for here because my rant is funnier. Um, people, this is yeah. why you needed to vote. <laughs> so, so that illumination couldn't get a hold of this IP. <laughs> why did DreamWorks give it up? I don't like, know. Like, I have no idea. What, but anyway, what is going on? <laughs> that's completely why, why did Why did this happen? Um, oh God. Speak- well, okay. Yeah. Here's the question, though, Sam. Is Mike Myers gonna do Shrek's voice? I have no idea anymore. I, I like. I feel like he's t- kind of done with it at this point. <laughs> I mean, maybe if they give him enough money, he'll do it again. I don't know. Are they doing Ugh. a new Austin Powers movie too? Like, maybe he's making Are a they? comeback. I don't know. Um. So back to don't, Glee. Hey, don't call it a comeback. <laughs> he was never Whatever. gone. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, Brody likes Rachel's performance. Will likes. Marley's performance because he's a fucking shill for anything that came out before 1990. Um, um, okay, but Brody likes Rachel's performance, rightfully so. Like yes. he he gives Rachel like a standing ovation. Yes, and like yeah, I would too, and I would absolutely fall in love with Rachel Berry after seeing this performance in the round room. Like, of course. Well, and he um, also showed her showed her his wang already, and she seemed into it. So. Yeah. Step one. <laughs> she seemed down uh, for with his wet nakedness. Um, yeah, Marley is sounds fine. I don't I don't think like the juxtaposition between the two makes either of them sound worse. Like it's they no. both sound good. Yeah. Um and Carmen I wanted to note Carmen Thibodeau has like a special chair in the round yes. room. Like everybody else <laughs> is in like like dinky, like uncomfortable like music chairs, and she is in like a big like leather armchair yes which i loved yes um what else can uh, we say about this scene marley um, is, will oh, Mar- says marley has star quality because he is into generic white girls yes also marley is wearing a goddamn ryan murphy hat again she is. and i am not here for that um one note that i had there's no saxophone player anywhere so i don't know where all these <laughs> saxophone we, licks are coming but from but yep um and then also brad isn't that we don't see it's not brad playing the piano in mckinley um it's some <gasps> other guy so where is he I is don't he know. is he okay i have no idea um, but it's not him honestly i hope he's not okay I <laughs> Whoa, okay uh, <laughs> there was that one time when he like cheered Mercedes' phone being destroyed. I'm not down. <laughs> well, there's um, also that one time that Santana like made up a thing about him that was really <laughs> awful. So like, yeah, that he had like a sex slave or something. Yeah, it was, it was weird. Um, yeah, I, I, this scene is fine. I think Marley is like 
the thing is, is that just by the premise, I really, I, I feel pre- predisposition to hate Marley. Right. But at the same time, I like her. Like she's, No, she's, she's so much more likable than Rachel on every level. <laughs> like... <laughs> She's like actually a decent human being, which is that like that's the point of this episode is because it's a contrast to all these other shitheads that are on the new directions. Like she's actually a good person and like represents what the show was supposed to be about. Ugh, man. <laughs> um. Anyway, the everyone seems a little bit nervous about Marley as well. Like Blaine is just sort of biting his nails, and yeah. Tina's like. Oh, I'm the Rachel. I'm the Rachel. You know, that Rachel sort of told vibe. me in my body swapping dream that I'm the new Rachel. <laughs> I um, had a prophetic dream where I was told I was the new Rachel. Uh, yes. But so then next we, we see the list. Marley. Uh, it's like a completely instrumental scene where Marley sees the list that will post. Um, we're the only new member to the Glee Club. Other than unique, I guess, is Marley. Yes. Marley Rose yep. is her name. And uh, she's really excited and she just beams all the way down the hallway. Uh, and as she turns, Jake goes up to the list and uh, Marley gives Jake like the chill once <laughs> once over mm-hmm. as um, as she's turning around. She like, she like does like a double take and like goes from head to toe. Jake doesn't see this. Um and he goes to the list, sees that he's not on it, and is upset. The sound design sort of implies that he, like, disassociates. Yeah, like, a little bit. No, that's very true. It, it's an interesting scene because, like, the bit with Marley is very, like, she, like, her, we, we get, like, a big close-up on her face in Glee tradition. Um, and she, like, breaks into a smile and, like, the music really swells with it. And then Jake gets the list and then, like, you're right, like, there's, like, a weird break in the sound yeah, design. Yeah, it goes, like, static. Yeah. Um, it's weird, <laughs> but but, he, it, but it's yeah. effective. Like we can definitely tell he's upset. Yeah. And so the next scene is yeah. in the what's up. Well, I was gonna say he rips down the page. The other thing I want to point oh, yeah. out here, like you said, there are nine people on this fucking list. Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? After spending not. after spending three seasons with the bullshit that every <laughs> sectionals, it's like, oh, we don't have enough people to perform at sectionals. Like. Are you fucking kidding me that Will's like, oh, no, we're just going to have these nine people. Also, all of those people that tried out, you know, like that huge, like multiple pages of list that people signed up to try out. (laughs) None of them were good enough for you. Like, fuck you in your idea that's like, oh, we're too good for like normal people now. Only people that have star quality can join the new directions. Like, fuck you. (laughs) Man, I am loving your energy tonight. You are just on fire with these rants. Uh, the next scene is in the choir room. Kurt is is organizing all of New Direction's sheet music, like, on the floor. <laughs> yes. Um, Kurt should not be here. He should go home. Uh, and then we see Joe coming into the classroom. Because uh, Unique comes in um, in girl mode. Mm-hmm. And Joe's like, oh, I, I thought we all agreed. You you really shouldn't be, like, be your true self. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah, it's, he does a transphobe, which is gross. He does a transphobia. It's bad. Yeah. Uh, and Kurt's like, um, bitch, what? Like, he's, he's like, hey, I thought New Directions was a place where we all accepted each other. Um. And that fixes it, I guess. No, no, he doesn't. That's not what fixes it. Kurt does point out that they should be less shitty. Um, But Mm -hmm. then Tina turns around because 
Kurt is like, first oh, of all, yes. like we accepted everyone when I was here. And also like, it wasn't just this like big, like grab for star power. And then Tina's like, um, excuse you, you and Rachel <laughs> fought for solos literally all season one. So don't give me that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Shuts it down. Uh, and Tina also has like a pastry yes. that she gives to Artie. She's like, this isn't a bribe. I just want to remind you that Rachel did crown me as the new Rachel. And yes. uh, then they all, all the contenders come up to Artie and they're like, so who's the new Rachel? And Artie says, uh, through careful deliberation and an online poll. <laughs> Take it to the people, Maggie. The f- De- democracy matters. <laughs> That's why we should all vote. Uh, and we find out that the new Rachel is Blaine. And the best shot of the whole episode is the zoom in on like Blaine's triumphant face where he's just okay. like, yes, well, no, no. <laughs> me. But what I enjoy is immediately after, well, he's like, yeah, Brittany was a close second. And then Tina's like, you're telling me I was third? And Ari's like, let's not Ooh. let's not deliberate between third and fourth. And then Ooh. and then Unique is Unique has a great like, why why do you hate strong black well, why do you hate strong black women for? The other part is that you, She sort of brandishes her fan at him. Well, no, no, um, it's not her fan. Yeah. It's the MVP trophy from Nationals last year. Oh shit. <laughs> That's my favorite. I part. love that so much. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Unique brought uh, the trophy to be like, by the way, I should be the new Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> um so who who did you want to be the new Rachel? I mean, honestly, like Unique, if I had to like really like if I if I got to pick, I would say unique, but of course the show, like in reality of the show, Blaine makes the most sense, I guess, because he's the closest thing they have to like a white girl. <laughs> like- <laughs> oh Jesus. Um, well, I don't know. Here's the thing. The show is trying to tell us that Blaine is going to be the new Rachel, but like Blaine was the new Rachel a season ago, right? Like- yeah, because that's like Blaine was the new Finn last season, and that was like a whole thing because Finn felt threatened because Blaine is a much better leader than he well, is. Well, it was but- more of like Blaine came in and was Blaine Warbler and right. highly charismatic with his fairy glamour, and <laughs> yes both like he was the new Rachel and that they were nearly the same human being. Yep. And, yep. Uh, Finn was intimidated by his leadership qualities because he is extremely charismatic. Whereas Finn is a pile of wet garbage. <laughs> well, that's uh, one of the things I, yeah. one of the things I do like about this episode, there's no competition to be the new Finn. Um, <laughs> Nobody wants to be the new Finn. Although Sam uh, is to be fair. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Marley enters and uh, Will like introduces her and he's like, we're so glad to have you, Marley. And then Sugar is like, oh, I love your top. And she's like, where'd you get it? And Marley says, J. Crew. And then Sugar has like a weird yeah. look on her face. She's like, huh? Yeah, Sugar clocks Marley's sweater as not J. Crew. What? Which what? Because what? <laughs> it's not like it's not like Sugar's wearing J. Crew. Like, no. what are you talking about? Like, yeah, that's um, that's the thing is it's dumb. It's like do you really think that we should believe that Sugar has like the whole itiner like uh not itinerary uh, what's inventory inventory perhaps? of J Crew memorized by heart? Are you kidding me? Like oh that my is God. not Sugar's aesthetic. No, at all. no. Uh, so then. Uh, like and Marley seems like tense about this like yes. little moment because it's like oh no I've been clocked as poor. Uh, and <laughs> Jesus, that's so ne- terrible. 
But that's what it is. No, I know. No, it's exactly what the show is trying to do, but they shouldn't be like, I mean, to be fair, maybe this is supposed to be like an unreliable narrator kind of thing where like through Marley's eyes, like maybe she's seeing it this way where like she's worried about that. But I guess it's not done. Well, Uh, that's the point. I'm just trying to make it. (laughs) Marley and her mom have another chat in the next scene. They talk about how she got into Glee, how this, how like Glee could be her kickboard into stardom because Rachel went to Broadway and Mercedes got a, a, a recording contract. Well, they, they didn't don't mention that. I was going to say, they didn't mention um, Mercedes. They only <laughs> talk about Rachel. So, um, I mean, how dare they don't mention Mercedes, honestly. Uh, and then she, Marley t- tells her mom that she's like nervous about being in Glee Club because they've said mean things about her. Yeah. Her mom, that is. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't know if like she can really fit in with these people because of it right which um yeah it's again it's a very sweet scene i really like these two characters um i also want to point out at the beginning of the scene marley's mom points out how insane it is that they turned everyone else away (laughs) for fuck's sake glee okay we gotta move forward we gotta uh we're in the courtyard now and clayne is having a chat Kurt is still on McKinley campus. He is wearing a different outfit, which means this is a different day, which means he's been at McKinley like three times this week. Jesus, Kurt. Okay, dude. Yeah. Um, And Blaine is like, listen, we got to have an intervention right now. Well, Uh, because at at first Kurt is like, if when you're the new Rachel, remember, you need to let everyone shine. Like, that's your that's the job of being Rachel. Yes. And uh, Blaine says, "Okay, I got to do some real talk here you need to leave you need to leave lima ohio and you need to go to new york and you need to stop coming to mckinley please (laughs) yes well yeah he has a line it's like it's killing you and that's killing me so (laughs) oh you're mean no that's how he says it i'm not even kidding Rewatch the fucking scene because like (laughs) it's not that blaine is like it's killing you and that's that's killing me it's like it's killing you and that's killing me so you should get the (laughs) fuck out of here (laughs) That is not the tone. Uh, so then Blaine sings a song for Kurt because that's what Blaine does is he sings songs for Kurt. Yes. Um, and it's um, it's it's Time by Imagine Dragons, but it's got like a cup. Oh, my a, God. Yeah, because it starts with the, the Cheerios. The clapping game. The Cheerios are doing the fucking stupid cup thing that's like. Cup cup clapping thing from. The, I feel like it was popularized in. Um, Pitch Perfect. Uh, pitch perfect and this is like right after that first one came out right i think so either way like i feel like both of those things were like pulling on like a fad that had happened like 12 or six years before 2012 i feel like even earlier than that like this cup thing happened we were cup stackers right yes like that's when (laughs) in elementary school exactly i was gonna say i feel like it was definitely a thing when we were in elementary school which for all of you out there not keeping score is like early 2000s so early aughts super early aughts so like this is i I feel like it's just a case of the writers being old and being like oh this this is popular (laughs) with the kids right it's like yeah i I, I think it's i think it's got to be a pitch perfect thing yeah because like as soon as like the cups the cheerios on the table next to them are doing this cup game and blaine like gives kurt like a knowing look like look they're doing the cups thing <laughs> and, <laughs> and and it's like blaine is sort of like well you know i'm gonna sing for you now yes. and then he he breaks into song and sort of runs around the courtyard 
how much of this actually happens, though? Because there's a lot of cup game shit that happens. More Cheerios join in. Randos who aren't even Cheerios join in in the choreography at one point. And then there's like a circle of people playing this cup game. Well, it's like, how did they get in the circle? Where'd all the cups come from? Yes. And also before this, there's a jump rope bit where like Blaine oh, yes, is like jump doing jump rope as he sings. And there's like other yeah, people jump roping. Time. And it's just like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> The jump roping is like he he's jumping in time, uh, yes. which is great. Yes, uh, I mean it, it's good for the performance. It's weird for like Glee reality. <laughs> yes, uh, um, is yeah. it? I guess it's not that weird for Glee reality. But no, like, I mean it, it's. Is this diegetic? Is this like Blaine manipulating the brains of a bunch of like unsuspecting students? Yes. Yes. No. Um. One of my favorite things is there's a line in the song which. Like, the thing is, the idea, I guess, is that the song talks about how, like, it's, it, the name is It's Time, and it's talking about, like, it's time to move on type of thing. Growing. and Yeah. yeah. But um, there's a line that says, I'm never changing who I am, which I felt was incredibly ironic for this episode, since all of the characters are fucking buck wild different than they have been for the entire season. <laughs> like, anyway. Uh, yeah. yeah, you're right. Uh, there is also, the band is, like, on the staircase yes like the outside staircase like the band is just there yes <laughs> which like what? like what? blaine points to them at one point and like kurt's like oh that's where the music's coming from and you're just like what like i mean did he did he transmogify them there like how how are they there it's, it's all I planned don't... maggie he's the new rachel he can sing a solo whenever he wants um <laughs> he can sing a solo whenever he wants and he has the powers of transmutation yes of course he's the new supreme uh and <laughs> speaking of supreme <laughs> <laughs> um the next uh, scene is he, oh yeah well okay so the end of the scene is like they clay and share a hug and kurt's like i'm gonna miss you which i mean uh, what is <laughs> is is blaine magic like <laughs> yeah because kurt's just like i guess i'm going to new york now like is blaine bye. magic in canon like what is <laughs> What is happening? <laughs> it's just a, the the reality of it is like they're just lazy and they're like, okay, Kurt really wanted to go to New York and like so Blaine singing him the song, I guess, convinces him to do it. And like also we're not gonna spend a lot of time on this because we just need to get Kurt to New York because him as a sad sack in Lima is boring television and just seems it really is boring television. Really sad. It's so. it, it's more just sad television. Yes. Uh and we go to the lunchroom next. Yes. And Brittany is talking to Blaine. She tells him that she had a song in her heart, Blaine Warbler, and you killed it, and it's going to start to smell because it's a dead, rotting song corpse. Yes. And Blaine is just like, okay. Well, he, he's, uh, he's reprimanding her a little bit. He's like, just because you're not the new Rachel doesn't mean you can't sing anymore, Brittany. And Brittany's like, <laughs> oh, watch me. But um, then the popular kids arrive, Kitty and her football squad, um, and they're talking about how they can't do a popularity float at homecoming because they're all yeah, white. They, they, well, no, what Kitty says is she says, we can't have a float at homecoming with all white people. So let's have a float with all white chrysanthemums. Yeah. Um, is, is are like white chrysanthemums, like a dog whistle to probably white nationalists. Like what? <laughs> I think the, the white coloration, maybe I, I mean, I'm not, Oh, national oh not a white nationalist so i wouldn't know but like maybe um but that's the thing is it's supposed to be like a joke i guess except there's also one of her goons we talked about it 
is black. One of her goons is black. <laughs> so, like, what? what? And, it, like, the the next line from one of the goons is from him, and you sort of expect him to, like, say something, but he doesn't. No. Like, it's just, like, it's just weird. It is weird. Um, it, And so they're yeah. making fun of the lunch lady again and saying shitty, sh- saying shitty things, of course, because they're the goons, and Marley tells them off. She's like, hey, you're being jerks. How dare you? D- why are you talking about this person that way? And then they're like, why do you care? And she's like, well, that's my mom. So yep. fuck off. Yeah, it's also um, it's also because Sugar got in on the fray this time. Um, because Sugar says something really shitty, and then Marley is like, "Really? Like, like that? That's the real impetus for Marley." I think. I mean, also like the shitty football players, but like since a member of the Glee Club set started to talk shit again, like she's like, "Okay, okay, let's stop this." Yeah, and then totally, and then she calls him out and storms off in a very Rachel move. She's the new Rachel. The next scene is uh, with another new Rachel. It's Rachel and Brody. They're having a chat in some outward. They're in some out location at yes in New York. New York. In New York. Yes. Whatever. It's outside, and Rachel's sad. She's looking at pictures of Finn as she is wont to do when she is sad. <laughs> and bro, and Brody is like, "Oh, is that your boyfriend from home? You know, I had a girlfriend when I first started Niata, but <laughs> we didn't last. We didn't, we didn't yeah. last six weeks." And Rachel's like, "Well, I love Finn, and he's in the army." so he could beat you up um but <laughs> but so uh rachel and then yeah, Bro- go for it. brody like is, has this like talk with her about how she needs to like embrace this new person that she's becoming because she came to new york to like feel uncomfortable and like grow as a person uh and rachel expresses that she is like very uncomfortable in New York and like with all the changes that are happening in her life and that she's lonely. Yeah. She, she's sad and alone. Brody gives her another pep talk. Cause turns out this, that's what Brody does. Maggie, this episode isn't the new Rachel. This episode is the new Quinn or the new Mercedes. We're just going to have the same scene again and again with a female character where everyone tells her, Oh, you are <laughs> good enough. No, you're good enough. And she's like, I feel sick. And I don't feel good enough. And then they're like, no, you feel good enough. And she's like, okay, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of this show, isn't it? Yeah. Men telling women how to feel. Yeah. The next scene is back at dance class. And Cassandra is slightly nicer to Rachel uh, because she's like, let me see your PK. And then Rachel does it. And then she's like, wow, you didn't suck so bad that time. <laughs> Yes. Um, and then Rachel, quote, mouths off to her um, by saying, mm-hmm. <laughs> Rachel's like, I'm going to be the best student you've ever had. Um, and then <laughs> and then Miss July is like, well, I'm going to make your life a living hell. So, well, she, she's like, I like it when you're mouthy because then I can crush you. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it makes it more fun for me to make your life terrible. Yes. Uh seriously there's some sexual tension no that's too yeah and one of the other things i like about the scene too is the beginning of it um there's a little bit where uh mr Lai (laughs) says i i it's been a week so i'm not i'm surprised i'm not seeing any black swan levels of psychosis yet and it's like (laughs) jesus like (laughs) yeah i mean she did say that line about like how you need to be you need to have severe body dysmorphia yeah. to be a good dancer. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. So the next scene is uh Bert sending Kurt off to New York City. Um they're in the like Bert's SUV and he's driving him to the airport and they have a nice little chat in the car. Mm-hmm. Bert uh, reassures Kurt that like Kurt's gonna feel way more at home in New York than he have ever has in Lima because people aren't afraid to be different there. Yep. 
And uh, he's like, go, you can always come back. And then when Kirk is out of the car, Bert's like, but you won't. And then like starts crying. Man, Um, I'm not going to lie though. I also teared up a bit because like, man, this is like one of the best relationships on the show. And Bert is so awesome. And like, oh. Next is Sam apologizing to Marley. This is when we find out that like Sam's mom also so J Crew labels into like yeah. cheaper clothing. Sure, okay, whatever. Why? I don't. Yeah, he's he's apologizing for Glee being inexplicably terrible. Um, and then everyone else joins in to apologize. One of the nice things is Unique is in full femme mode. She's wearing a dress. Yeah, it's very nice. Um, and then uh the popular kids arrive to transphobe, racism, and classism. So. Yeah, Kitty comes and does a mean, a real big mean, and then her goons slushy them. Unique and Marley, specifically, yeah. Um, which <laughs> then the Glee Club is like, welcome to the Glee Club. This is how, like, and, like, to be fair, this is actually what I wanted the whole time, I guess, kind of, is that, like, the whole reason that this show worked the way it did for the first three seasons was that they were underdogs mm-hmm. and that they were all like, yeah. like they're not great people, but like they're at least somewhat nice, you know, like they all. Yeah, totally. At, le- at least to each other. Yeah. And then said this, this episode, they've all been terrible bags of dog shit. And it's just like, yeah. why would I want to watch this? Like why would no. what earth makes you think that this is good television? So totally. Yeah. And we talked about it a lot in season one when, like, the bullying was really intense. And again, like, I just don't see a reason for Glee to, like, like espouse racist, transphobic, and, like, homophobic epithets for no reason. Like, I don't yeah. really see a point in, like, giving that kind of language airtime. Yeah, because especially... I, just, I don't see a narrative reason. Yeah, and it, it's... It's honestly, at this point, it feels like it's supposed to be like a parody of sorts because, again, in typical Ryan Murphy it's fashion... It's a parody of itself. It's a parody of 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 itself. Yeah. K- Kitty is a parody of Quinn. Exactly. Like, what the fuck? Why are we reiterating this thesis? <laughs> yeah, especially because, like, in typical Ryan Murphy fashion, like, Kitty seems very well-read and, like, makes some references that you're like, that no real bully would ever say those things. Like... Yes. So anyway, damn it. I, I agree. I think it's unnecessary and I'm not happy that we're back to it. So. Uh, so the next scene is Will and Jake. Uh, Will uh, has like seen a file and like knows Jake's dark secret. Yes. And brings Jake into his office um, where uh, he's like trying to talk to him about his audition. And Jake's like, you don't know me. You don't know my life. I have reasons to be upset. I have reasons to have this chip on my shoulder. I have reasons to be a messy bitch who lives for drama. (laughs) Well, my like he's really embracing the quote angry brown guy thing, which is not not what I'm here for, Glee. Like, but he's such a sexy bad boy. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, we find out that Jake is Puck's half brother. <gasps> Jake Puckerman. Yes. This whole time. Um. Uh, yes. Oh wow, what a twist. Yeah. Um. And, yeah. uh, Will, uh, is just like you were good, Jake. And then like Jake has the most adorable moment. Yes. In, in this whole scene where he's like, you thought I was good. <laughs> I mean, uh, the problem is I'm not here for that other, for another bullshit, like will Finn relationship where it's like, Will's like, mm-hmm. I really see myself in you because you're good at singing. And I think I'm good at singing. And like, I don't know 
if this is really like a Finn will, right? Well, I don't like, think it will be. Jake is like but too troubled. Yeah, I, I don't think you it know? will be either. But I think it, the I like it kind of comes off that way a little bit at the beginning of this because Will is like, no, you're really good, and I just want to like help you and make you succeed because that's what I'm good at. Because I'm teacher of the year last year. I don't know if you heard, but like. I'm really good at teaching, so... I'm teacher of the year, and I nearly had all of my seniors graduate last year. Uh, So, uh, Jake is just like, I'm not my brother. You can't convince me to do anything by telling me that I'm going to become a better person by singing in your glee club. Goodbye. Yeah. He's Uh, like, yeah, I'm going to stay angry, so bye. Um... Yeah. The next scene is the rehearsal that Marley was invited to by New Directions. They sing Chasing Pavement by Adele. Mm-hmm. Everyone is wearing black, including Marley, who was wearing a black Brian Murphy hat. Jesus. And uh, Will, this is where we get to see how Will does the choreography for the New Directions. Like, he sort of dances in front of them. and But it's, it's all, like, it's not very good choreography they just walk (laughs) from one side of the stage to the other he kind of waves his arms a little bit but like yeah it's not great um but we get this we we get a little shots of jake instead of being on one of the balconies this time he's just like up at like the doors at the top of the like aisle i guess um yeah and he's kind of just looking on he he has to see this of course because it's the first episode of the season so you know the person who isn't in glee club yet has to see the glee club perform right and uh this is also cut with uh like rachel in new york she's doing more finn reminiscing by looking at pictures of him there's like one when he's wearing like those like stupid hipster boots no i just Um, i don't even give a shit yeah she's feeling sad cool yeah, she's feeling sad in a park, and uh, Marley is dragged into the... Well, not dragged. She gets ushered into the Glee Club, and everybody's big smiles. They're all happy that they're all together, and then we also see... Uh, we go back to Rachel, and she's on the phone with Kurt, crying. She finally reveals that she's been like lying about how good her life is in New York, and she's like, it's actually all terrible. My dance teacher hates me. My roommate is like sleeping with half the school. Oh my god, I love that. (laughs) She like suddenly goes from being like, she has a lot of visitors to being like, she's sleeping with (laughs) half the school. But (laughs) uh and uh she's just like I just feel really uh, like sad and alone and uh Kurt's like, Wow, maybe you need to move out and get a new roommate and Rachel's like, Yeah and then Kurt says, Turn around and oh he's there and then they reunite and they hug. It's sweet. Yes, and then that's the end of the episode. We've made Hooray, it. we did it. Okay. It's time for the podcast uh, business. <laughs> I, I was trying to do chase and payment, but it doesn't work. Po- po- podcast uh, business. But podcast business. <laughs> so here's my number. Yeah, exactly. So podcast business. <laughs> but it's a metaphor. And metaphors are important. Gold stars are important. Because gold stars are a metaphor for me being a star. Yeah, we're in the podcast business now, uh, and because this is like the first episode of a new season, maybe this is the first time you've listened to an episode. My God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but, <laughs> Why did uh, you pick this we... one? <laughs> <laughs> it's the beginning of a season. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so we start podcast business with gold stars. Rachel Berry has always deemed herself as a gold star, so we decide to give gold stars to other people. Yes. Um, sometimes Rachel, though. Sometimes Rachel, uh, yeah. 
who do you want to give your gold star to? Um, so I'm going to split mine in half. This is something we do sometimes. I, again, if this is your first episode, I'm sorry. We normally give it to just one person, but um, I'm... Uh, do we? we yeah, it's <laughs> whatever. true. Um, I'm going to split it between Marley and Marley's mom because I really like both of those characters. Okay. So... Great. I am going to uh, give half to Cassandra July. Sure. Yep. And hmm, and half to Blaine. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Done. Okay. Um, so then the next part of podcast business is the best number. So we're going to go through and say what all the numbers were, and then we're going to tell you what the best one of the episode was. Um, we yeah. started the episode with the Thunderdome sing-off. Call Me Maybe mm-hmm. by the incomparable Carly Rae. Well, Maggie, you forgot Sister Christian. Hmm? <laughs> That's the song Brody is singing in the shower. Yes. I don't, I wouldn't count that. Okay. <laughs> so Call Me Maybe. <laughs> uh, then it's Americano slash uh, Dance Again, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Next is Never Say Never by The Fray. That's Jake's audition song. Yep. Next is uh, New York State of Mind by, by uh, Marley and Rachel, yep. the two Rachels. Next is It's Time by Blaine Warbler. Mm-hmm. And then Chasing Pavement by Marley on Lead and New Directions. Yep. So, best number. Um, okay. All the numbers are really good. Yeah, they are. Like, yeah, they are pretty good. Um, good job, Glee. Yeah, hopefully this is a good sign for season four. If anything, I like obviously... I, we're going to get to that that in just a minute, but like at least hopefully the music will be good. Um, so I have two numbers written down here. I wrote one mm-hmm. down because I figured you were going to pick it, but I do want, like, I, I figure you're going to recognize it. But the other one I wrote down is Americano slash dance again. I oh, it's good. love it. Mostly because like, yeah. man, just the mashup of them. It, it's kind of like the Duran Duran mashup from season three where like, it just works. Like, it works really well, yeah. for sure. Yeah, so I picked and that like, one. And even the like the vibes of the song work together exactly. well, also. Yep. That helps. Uh, Yeah, I know you think I'm going to pick Call Me Maybe, and I, I want to pick Call Me Maybe, but like they could have done the song even better. That's true. Honestly. See, that's, that's part of my other issue with it, is like, I think that that song maybe deserved a better performance for Call Me <laughs> Maybe, because Carly Rae is very good. It's not even that the like the choreography is bad or whatever. I think it should have just been more bombastic, like better lighting even. Yeah, could have or like put it over the top or have it be as like a big group number. I don't know. I just want to celebrate Carly Rae Jepsen. So or have like a full episode of Carly Rae Jepsen oh where they God. just do the entire emotion album <laughs> one by one. Yes, yes. Uh, and I I want to say I like New York State of Mind a lot. Sure. Um, yeah. It's. It's uh, a nice ba- like ballad in the middle of the episode t- to kind of chill you out. Sure. Um, yes. It's time is good also, uh, but I just couldn't really like focus on the music because, because the I was just so, like, cups. what is happening? Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, uh, is this diegetic? <laughs> what is happening? Um, and Chasing Pavement is just sort of like generic. Yes. Uh, <laughs> mm, I think I'm going to have to choose... I'm going to choose Call Me Maybe. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, it's still good. Like, those four characters yeah. are very good characters, and I'm glad yeah, that they're Yeah, they're, they're good characters, and they're great performers, and I loved, like, the, like, actual narrative, like, yes. in inner working of, like, this, like, 
de-evolution de of uh like the song and choreography as they're all trying to win like i yes. was into that yes so yeah um yeah as a note about chasing pavement i originally wrote down turning tables um and was like oh <laughs> oops Oof. um but... uh but but here's the thing it's they're basically the same yes okay yes so the last piece of podcast business is not bashing on adele it is the slushy rating so just like in this episode how unique and marley got slushied by the bullies we are the bullies that like to slushy glee to show it that we don't appreciate what it's doing so um yes. we do it out of five more slushies the worse the episode um i'll go first i'm giving it three out of five slushies there's some stuff that's good here, but like the whole fucking premise of this popularity bullshit is yeah. stupid and I hate it. So I'm giving it two out of five mm-hmm. uh, because I'm upset that uh, we're just rehashing the premise. Yes. Again. Yes. Uh, also, I don't know. I think, I think they've done an okay job of like bridging the New York Lima Gap, but I don't know if it's going to really pan out well. Yes. Um, and another thing that I'm just sort of angry about is that on, like, on first blush, just by knowing the idea of it, I kind of want to hate Marley, but I don't. Um, sure. So... I'm just sort of angry at that. <laughs> See, that's... <laughs> at that reaction that I'm having. Yeah, no. The, the big things for me is, like, I'm also confused by Glee's decision that, like, oh, we're going to follow Rachel, but we're also going to keep up both. with new reactions. But here's the thing. They only follow Rachel. We didn't hear a fucking word about Mercedes, Mercedes. Santana. Well, we, we, heard a, we heard a sentence about Santana. But, like, yeah, no, there are so many other people that are actually more interesting to me <laughs> that I actually wanted to know about. And we didn't get any of it. And it sounds like it's going to be all Rachel instead. Like Also, like, Rachel's Niata like experience isn't boring no like cassandra july is cool and seeing rachel like sort of fail at something is at least new yeah that's true and like i think it's going to be interesting it's just it feels like by doing both of them we're gonna lose some stuff from both of them like if they actually yeah, committed to it, one or the other spreading, yeah maybe they're spreading themselves a little bit too thin already yeah because like the new directions plotline is garbage it's like like i like <laughs> i've already ranted about multiple times who the fuck are these people? They're not the same people we left at the end of season three. And like one summer's worth of like being a popular asshole apparently changes you completely. But like well, Blaine is pretty much the same. Artie was always a shithead. Uh, Sugar could have been. Um, Sam is like still like a dumb idiot. Well, but no, um, Sam is actually very awful this episode. Like Sam is one of like the main people being like um, unique uh, or sorry. Oh yeah. yeah. And like, and also, like, just, like, being like, oh, no, we're popular now, so um, we don't do that around here. And it's, like... Yeah, and here, here's the thing, though, is, like, it's not like being transphobic is a, a something these characters didn't do before. That's actually so... a really good point, yeah. So, no, you're right, <laughs> but, like, it's just... I, uh, I just didn't... I, I want to like Marley, and I want to like, you know, some of the... Like, Rachel's new whole thing, too... But they're trying to, like, keep some of this other garbage that I'm like, okay, you can't have this be, like, a college drama and a high school drama and also, like, this, like, loving mother-daughter relationship, like, stardom drop. Like, Sam, but it's all those things. <laughs> all those things and more. We're learning about how music can bring disparate people together. Ugh. Um, 
yeah, okay. That's it, though. Uh, yes. We have a whole season ahead of us. Are you excited? A little bit, but also mostly just to hate watch the fuck out of the show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I told you, I watched, like, the first four episodes of this season because, like, I... I'm enwrapped. Yes. I ate it up. And like a lot of a lot of it was me just being like, yes, or no. <laughs> yeah, that's um yeah, that was a lot of me today watching this episode again when I was like, oh, look at all of this shitty trope that Glee has fallen upon. The angry black man. Oh, Great. But the camp. Great. Um uh, yeah. Like it, Glee embraces the camp, and I love it. Yeah. Like I can't but at the same time, then they do a bad transphobia, and it's like, why? <laughs> yeah. Why'd you do that? Yeah. So, okay. I mean, that's it. It's a wash. We'll see how the rest of season four goes. It'll probably be at least entertaining to hear us rant about it. So, if you liked hey. what you heard here, um, you can reach out to us on Twitter at SNMHateGlee or by email SNMHateGlee at gmail.com and let us know your Gold Star's best numbers and ratings, as well as whatever other thoughts you had about this episode. You can catch some bonus content on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Sam and Maggie Hate Glee, or I think it's S&M Hate Glee. Uh, we also push most of our uh, Patreon uh, subscription money to donations. Right now, we are donating to the Trans Law Center because transphobia. Yes. You can check us out doing other stuff, too. I have a website, mcar.biz, and Sam has a podcast called All Out Brawl that's about Magic the Gathering. Yes. We have an Instagram, too, right? At SNM Hakely. We do. Okay. At SNM Hakely. Cool. That's right. Awesome. Um, But that's just about everything. Next week, we'll be back with season two, or season four, episode two, Brittany 2.0. Um, yes. So That's why I watched the next yes. one. It's because I saw it was Brittany <laughs> and I couldn't help myself. But, but yeah. until then. Until then, I've been Sam. And I've been Maggie. And we hate Glee. From the top. <laughs>